Um, good morning, Cheryl. Good morning, Tanya. Thank you for talking with us today about um, your memories of Dana and the surrounding areas. So can you tell everyone your full name and how you're associated with CFS Dana? Okay. Um, yes. Hi, my name is Cheryl Anholt, and I live in Bruno, Saskatchewan, and uh, I'm a retired railway employee with uh, 25 years of service. And uh, I have many, many memories of Sage Hill. I didn't work there, but my father and ex-husband were both civilian uh, workers there. Um, my dad's name was Charlie Megacy, uh -huh. and, and he worked for the CE section. And what did that entail? Um, just the grounds, uh, maintenance, construction, anything that needed painting. Uh, or, well, I think they had a painting department too, but just fixing things and cutting grass and sh doing uh, snow removal and just whatever needed to be done. And he worked there uh, his entire career on the, at the base. Someone told and, me um, if you saw a yellow and black truck on the base uh, by the PMQs, that was Charlie. He was there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's fixing something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we lived at Bremen. Uh, and Bremen was just a small little hamlet just northeast of Sage Hill uh -huh. on the Highway 2. And... Uh, my dad, I, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but my dad originally worked for the construction company that was hired to build the base. <gasps> no so way! Would, oh, yeah. So he was there right from the ground up. Oh. And uh, he, there, was, there was two companies there that worked. And uh, he worked for the first company, and I, I don't even know how long he worked. And then he, he was laid off. And so then he decided to go talk to somebody from the other company. And uh, then he worked for them until the base actually opened up. How many years so, did it take to build, do you know? Oh, you know what? I don't know. Okay. I, I, I would think two, three, maybe more years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not even, I don't even exactly know. Mm -hmm. But uh, once the base opened up, my father went and applied for a job there, and he got on. That's yeah, so, so he got hired in uh, 1963. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, he, he uh, hired, hired on and worked for the CE section the whole time he was there. And uh, much like other employees, my, uh, my father also was a farmer. Mm -hmm. So he was, he was pretty busy all the time. So if he wasn't at work, he was farming. Right. So, uh, and he really loved his job and made a lot of friends. And and uh, the last 10 years, he worked as the foreman of the section. Um, he worked as the foreman when uh, Bill Dodds, that was his foreman before, when he retired and moved to Bruno, then, uh, then Dad worked as the foreman. So, and must, I, I, oh, go ahead. He must have been sad when it had to close down. Oh my God! Yes, it was. Yeah, I remember when Dad retired. He said, "I won't have to wear a watch ever again because I don't have to work anymore." Mm -hmm. And he and he never did wear his watch again because mm -hmm. by that time he had quit farming, uh -huh. and he never did wear wear his watch ever again. Uh -huh. 
So he worked from February 1963 to February 1987. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, one thing I remember about, uh, like, they had uh, different friends on the base, but one couple that they associated with a lot was uh, Jerry and Midge Thorne. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know if you know that name at all. No. But I remember them visiting my parents uh, a lot. And uh, they had two boys that were around the same age as my brothers. Mm-hmm. So they hung out together and they went swimming lessons and stuff. And uh, it was actually because of their encouragement uh, that my dad agreed to let my brothers play hockey. Because they liked to play hockey, but... He just, I guess, just never had the time to drive them around. So so they got them convinced to let my brothers play hockey. So that was a good thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then when they were transferred out of Dana, my parents really missed them a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, but when I was growing up, I went to school in Cudworth, and uh, a lot of the base kids went there also. Oh, really? And, uh, oh, yeah. And two that I remember that were in my grade were Diane Sparks and Fraser Fletcher. Uh-huh. And uh, also our cheerleading coach, her name was Debbie, but, you know, I, I can't for the life of me remember what her last name was. And, I, you know, I remember a lot of faces, like, you know, when I think about it, I'll, I'll see their faces, but I don't remember their names anymore because it's been so long. <laughs> so What grades were that? Because I thought... If I remember when I was there, Dana went up to grade eight, and then I often wondered where everyone went. So did they go to Cudworth yeah. after? Uh, most of them went to Cudworth, and I, I think some went to Bruno. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's where, that's where the, after, yeah, once they started high school, that's where they went. So now, were, uh, were you okay. or your family able to go up on base and, like, use the curling rink or the bowling alley or oh, yeah. the swimming pool? Oh, yeah. Swimming pool, yes, yes, yeah. We've used many of many things. I've I've got some uh, different in- instances written down. Oh yeah, I just share just so let me give you a little history yeah. first. Um, uh, okay, my two older sisters um, started dating a couple guys from the base. What were their names? Uh, Your sisters. Yeah, my sister well, it was Doan, mm-hmm. and uh, my other one was Edie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they dated a couple guys from the base, and in fact, my sister Edie uh, started dating one of your dad's friends. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and that's how I met your dad. Uh-huh. And uh, so uh, we had lots of fun and hung out as a group for, I don't know, how many months, a few months, six months, or whatever. And uh, that's when your your dad and his friends lived in a big brick house here in Bruno. And we used to party there. And, yeah, that was a long, long time ago. Yeah, he has fun. <laughs> many, memories. many years ago. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, my ex-husband also worked at the base. Uh-huh. And uh, he, was, uh, he worked for the ME section. I guess that would be, I don't know, mechanical engineering or... And he worked as a driver. And he he started in 1973 and worked there until it closed in 87. And over the years, we met a lot of really great people that he worked with. And and some of the people that we were friends friends were uh, Joe and Iria Hickey. 
Uh-huh. But uh, at, at work, um, most people would call her Liz because nobody could remember her name. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, Iria is so unusual, you'd think they would remember it, but yes. they didn't. <laughs> and they were such a wonderful couple, and we had really great times with them. And uh, they moved off the base and lived in Prudholm, and we used to visit with them quite often, and they'd visit with us. And, uh, in fact, we were even made godparents for their son, Jared. And we truly missed them when they were stationed out. Also, we were friends with uh, Ken and Doris Isman, Bill and Diane Johnson, and uh, Bruce and Darlene Mahar. So those are four of the couples that I remember that we were closer to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, over the years, like, uh, they'd be transferred to different places, and we'd get letters from them from time to time. And But eventually we just lost contact with them. Mm-hmm. That was the day when there was no Internet or, you know, stuff like that. So we just lost uh, track of them. Yeah. And I think that was probably one of the hardest parts is when they all had to leave. Yeah. Because when you live in a small community, people, for the most part, don't have to pick up and move every few years. Mm-hmm. So, and this week, getting ready for this podcast, I started going through some of my memorabilia that I had. <gasps> like and, what? Oh, gosh. What do you have? Right on my lap here now, I've got a telephone directory book from CFF <gasps> Dana. Oh, no. From, yeah. Oh, I know that. Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I think it was um, 80 to 81. Yeah, I looked at your mom's and dad's names are in here. (laughs) So it says, like, the name and then the phone number? Does it say where people live, too? Uh, Yes, I think it does. Oh, my God. Let me just check. Because I know it says uh, their rank, too. Really? Yeah, yeah. So is that something the base would have put out? Yeah, the base put it out. I don't know how we got it. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Um, let me. Yeah, so it has here uh, your dad and your mom. It says uh, Boudreaux, FW, Stephen Belinda, and MCPL, and PMQ 214. Your phone number was 3203, and section DMCC. Uh, yeah. Wow. And it has, they're all listed alphabetically, and, and I, I went through a lot, a lot of the names I uh, knew. And, oh, just looking now at DeGrucci's, yeah, I went to school with Julie DeGrucci, too, <laughs> <laughs> in Cudrick. So, so I got that, and I also have another book, and it's the Sage Hill Summit from 1962 to 1982, Special Anniversary Edition. And it was uh, put out in uh, June 19th, 1982. And it just gives a lot of information about the base. Wow. So, and I, I also even found, uh, like, uh, the station Christmas dinner, uh, December 14th, 1984. And uh, just what they served and everything. And mm-hmm. <laughs> some Christmas cards uh, from the Ismans and uh, a wedding invitation to Kim Johnson's wedding uh, held at the base in 1986. Like, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I had lots of fun going through all that. <laughs> wow, and, you know, it's so much fun over the years at the base. And 
I remember the dinners and the dances, the Christmas parties the, at the Junior Ranks Club, and also the wild game night. What was um, that? That was well. There were so many hunters, civilians, and the and military people that liked to go hunting. So they would have uh, a, one night. They'd have a big dinner, and everybody was to bring something that was made uh, with wild meat. You could bring anything like venison or moose, duck, goose, fish, anything like that. And we'd all, it would be kind of like a buffet style, and everybody would try everybody else's dishes. So it was really lots of fun. I and a lot of times, <laughs> yeah, great. And then after, a lot of times we had a dance after that also. So it was, oh, God. And then some people that didn't, um, like uh, the single guys, they would... Uh, uh, bring the their game into the kitchen there, and they'd prepare it for them. So they they weren't stuck, you know, not having any place to cook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was lots of fun. <laughs> and then uh, we also enjoyed all the air shows over the years, and usually tried to see it every year. And uh, <laughs> in fact, one year, I remember one year when the snowbirds came into the Bruno Bar. I was <gasps> working there at the time, and they came in uniform. Oh. And have some drinks. <laughs> I, I presume they were off duty, uh -huh. <laughs> but it was such a thrill to see them come in. Like it was just so impressive, wow. and uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> and then I remember um, before Bruno got their bowling at bowling alley, um, I used to bowl at the base with some people from Bruno, and uh, that was one nice thing that we could do that. They'd allow us to do that. And uh, I, I bowled with Lena and Clementine Stahl. Now, they were uh, had a barber shop and hairdressing salon on Main Street in Bruno. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also bowled with Brenda and Yvonne Hergut and Francis Meyer and myself. And I really enjoyed it. You know, I had never bowled really before, and it was a lot of fun. And, mm -hmm. you know, you did it once a week. And, uh, and then after we got our own lanes built here in Bruno... Then uh, a lot of the people from the base would bowl in our lanes because we had four lanes. And uh, we had bowling every week, every weekday with uh, early and late shifts, both day and uh, afternoon. I mean, afternoon and evening bowling. Mm -hmm. So things, things sure have changed now. <laughs> you can hardly get any bowlers anymore. Mm -hmm. But uh, probably one of my favorite memories of the base were the winter carnivals. You remember them? Oh, yes. <laughs> they were awesome. What great activity and fun for the whole family. Um, I loved the volleyball, the broom ball, and even rolling the tire down the street with a stick. <laughs> that was lots of fun and quite challenging at times. <laughs> um, I also remember times being pretty stiff and sore. <laughs> But the best part of the carnival was the dance. It was so much fun, and the carnival princesses were priceless. Oh, my God. One year, Mike Wazin and Ian Walters were princesses, and I was good friends with both of them. And I was shocked when I saw them in dresses and swimsuits. I have, uh, I have pictures, or... My dad had pictures of Mike Wazine. He's uh, dressed as a girl in a, in a bikini. I wonder uh -huh, if that was uh -huh. the same year. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard at 
honestly, they really got into their roles. They really played it up. And I have many, many pictures of that night. And you want to know the funny part about this? But my sister was with us that night, and I introduced her to to uh, Ian, and uh, they eventually started dating, and they got married. Wow! <laughs> Isn't that something? That's great. <laughs> yeah. You know and, whatever uh, happened to Mike? You know, like Ian keeps in contact with him yesterday. I think he's. I think. He was in Ontario. I'm not exactly sure where okay. he is now. Yeah. But it, it's so funny to think that the first time my sister saw, met her future husband, he was wearing a dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really, really miss that. But, uh, you know, it, it's just, we've had so many good memories. And, and, you know, like Bruno never had a swimming pool. So uh, we had swimming lessons at the base. And uh, all my kids had their swimming lessons there, and my siblings. And uh, it was just a really nice pool, and uh, a lot of civilians took their lessons there or would just enjoy the pool on a hot day. But, so great, because uh, I didn't know that about Dana. I thought it was just base people. That's oh, no. so good that civilians could do it, too. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, we could all take our swimming lessons or just go there. Like, I think there was, uh, I think on the weekends, we could, you could go mm-hmm. swimming. And whenever there wasn't any swimming lessons. Yeah. But uh, I know a lot of these people talk about the Totski Bridge. Mm-hmm. And at one time, you used to be able to drive over it when you took the back road to Bruno. And it was built over a railway line uh, called the Meacham Spur. And for the life of me, I can't even imagine why they would have built a concrete bridge in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Because really, there's a lot of railway tracks and there's no bridges over there. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, it just seems strange to me. But uh, that bridge was quite a party place. And a lot of people would park on it and drink. And, uh, you know, there's rumors, um, like I've heard lately, that they might demolish it. Oh, no. And, um, yeah, but I hopefully not. The road leading to it has been removed, so you can't drive up on it anymore. But uh, there's a a little side road that people park, and they still walk walk to a party on it. Mm -hmm. And also, all the railway track is gone from underneath it. It's all been dismantled. But I hope it isn't destroyed, because it has a lot of history. In fact, I used to go party on it. (laughs) (laughs) And... Also, my children partied on it, and lastly, my granddaughter has partied on it. <laughs> so, three generations, wow, who would have thought? So, there used to be a building near it, too? Oh my god, there was lots of buildings there. Yeah. Last fall, when we were coming home from Saskatoon, um, we were just coming by Peterson, and we could see a bright light to the north, and... We looked and we started laughing because someone had built a bonfire on the bridge and they were having a party. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, it's been used for a lot of things and people have taken grad pictures there and wedding pictures and, uh, I don't know, I just think it would be a shame if it was gone. And uh, there's actually nothing left of the town site. And at one time there was actually two hotels there, many houses and uh, also a railway station. 
So, like, if you drew, when you drive by there now, there's there's nothing there to even suggest that there was any buildings. Um, years ago, there was there were some buildings there um, that were kind of de decrepit and stuff, but there's nothing there now. So, so those are my memories of it. But you know what? <laughs> like, um, when the base closed, it really affected so many little towns around the area and, and people's lives. Like the base employed a lot of civilians and with its closures, the people had to either retire, like my dad, or find other employment. And uh, Bruno was really affected by the closure. Uh, not only were base people living in Bruno, renting houses, but they shopped and supported all our businesses and we actually had three grocery stores at the time, and uh, two cafes, and uh, we had uh, the garages, the skating rinks and curling rinks, and the hotel, the school, the bowling alley, the hall. You know, they supported everything in this town. And it took a long time to recover from this, you know, and they were gone. And we, we also missed the base people, and going to the functions at the base, and using the pool, and all the activities that we once enjoyed. So it's, yeah, it, it really impacted everybody. And I remember I worked at the hotel in Bruno in the early 80s from, I think, 1980 to 85, I worked there. And a lot of base people would come in, and especially after they played broomball or hockey. Mm -hmm. And back then, the bar would fill up in no time, and... Like, it was, it was so much fun when they would all come in and laugh and tease and joke around with each other. And <laughs> I don't know, I just have so many uh, wonderful memories of the base and meeting a lot of great people. And I, I'm glad to still have contact with some people. It's nice to think that Dana meant so much to so many people. So those are just my thoughts. And... I'm sure over the weeks I'll, I'll think about it some more and find some more things to talk about. <laughs> but no, it's really impacted all of us. Yeah, it makes the base so. closing even extra sad now. Oh, yeah, it was it was it was terribly sad. Honestly, like we just couldn't even believe it was going to close. But I guess yeah, they just got rid of it. <laughs> Have you ever been back, Cheryl, since it's closed? Like go on it or anything? I can't. No. Uh, I, you know, I could go, but I just can't bring myself to go because mm -hmm. I want to remember it the way it was. I remember where everything was, mm -hmm. and I remember, you know, I have really good memories of it, and I don't want to go there and just be so sad. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I, I just, I can't. <laughs> Maybe one day, but I, mm -hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> and where are you now, Cheryl? I still live in Bruno. Oh, I lived in the, in Saskatoon for five years, but mm -hmm. um, no, I'm still living in Bruno. I retired from the railroad. Uh, my husband and I, we both retired from the railroad, and yeah, we just have a quiet life here and uh, enjoying our children, well, my children and uh, our, our grandchildren, so mm -hmm. yeah, it's just a nice, quiet life. Did you used yeah. to sell Mary Kay on base? No, I sold Tupperware. Oh, Tupperware. Yeah. So you, did you get to meet some of the families that way too? Oh God, yes, yeah, yeah. I I sold Tupperware there for many years, 
Yes. Would you go right into their yes. homes or at like at parties? Or? Oh yes. Oh no, it was right in their homes. Yeah. Yeah, we did, we were in their homes and um, you know, and other people would book a party and uh, yeah, oh, well, I sold there for oh and quite a few years and then uh, another uh, lady came in and was selling uh, Tupperware too. So yeah, then I. I think it was uh, 85 when I decided to join the railway that I, I quit selling Tupperware. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, no, I had many, many Tupperware parties there. <laughs> yeah, I remember we had um, Tupperware, so I wonder if my mom yeah. bought from you. Oh, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible, or else, or else she could have uh, bought it from the other lady. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah, it's like, there's so many, so many memories there. It's just awesome. <laughs> well, thanks but. for... Um, sharing all of that with us today oh you're welcome you're welcome and i know i listened i listened to some of your podcasts over this last week and i really enjoyed them oh, thank you and uh, i hear that uh you ask other people um what song reminds them of the base yes well, song have, movie or tv show yeah well i have one oh, it, it, may, it, it may seem kind of strange but every time we went there to a dance or the winter carnival, they played YMCA. Oh, yes. Everybody <laughs> would get up and do all the actions, and oh my God, it was great fun. So every time I hear that song, I think of the bass. <laughs> so where would they have the big parties and dances, and who would be who do the music and stuff? Well, in the gym. In the gym, and then would it be um, military um, personnel who would do the music, or was it a DJ? I think most of the time it was a DJ. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. uh, there might have been bands there too, but because uh, we didn't go to everything. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think for the most part it was a DJ. Yeah. It was great fun. But anyway, my father passed away in 1999. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, yeah, so he was retired for, oh gosh, he was 77, so retired in 87, so he had uh, 12 years of retirement, so, mm -hmm. yeah, so I think that's it. Okay, okay, well, thank you so much, Cheryl. Oh, you're welcome, and it was really nice talking to you. You too, have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.